Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Land's Yoga Teacher Companion. I'm your host, Jason Crandall. And I just finished a 100-hour advanced teacher training program teaching people about spine and core. And one of the things that came up for me as the teacher of this course is that a lot of students needed a little bit of additional support with refining their technical understanding and their verbal cueing for twists. So I wanted to share some of the things that came up and have you put this into your own teaching and have you put this into your own practice. I think this is gonna be really helpful for you. So the first thing that I want us to address is that we probably shouldn't actually quote unquote twist from the bottom up. This is a pretty erroneous and technically inaccurate cue. And here's the reason. The lumbar spine, which is the bottom five vertebrae of the spine, do not rotate. They're not, they do not have twisting or rotational capacity. And so if we're telling ourselves or if we're telling other people to twist from the bottom up, they're likely trying to turn from a part of the spine that doesn't actually turn. So we wanna think through this differently. What we wanna understand is that the lumbar spine, the lower back, lifts. So when we're doing a twist, we can certainly begin our focus with the bottom of the spine, but the bottom of the spine is not turning. The bottom of the spine is lifting. So the first cue, playing off this technically and empirically accurate concept, is that the lower back actually lifts. So we lift the lumbar and ideally, we bring the lower back, the lumbar spine, into its natural curve, which means it's going to be ever so slightly swayed forward. So we wanna lift from the lumbar, that's number one, and then the number two thing that we can do, and it's a really simple cue to give, is a lot of times students and teachers, they wanna incorporate the abdominals in the twist, and this is fine, but I don't think you wanna focus on belly to spine. And the reason being is this, everyone, this is just a little technical refinement, is that a lot of times when people focus on belly to spine, inadvertently, they flatten the lumbar and a little bit posteriorly tilt the pelvis. So what I want you to think of, and I like to even have my students use their own hands on their body and kind of cup their waist. So we lift from the lumbar, but then we gently cinch in through the circumference of the belly and the lower back. So I wanna kind of give almost one of these like Pilates cues about corseting. I want students to understand, and I want you and your practice to understand that we're not just moving belly front to back, but they were actually kind of cinching in front to back, side to side, but also back to front. So it should almost be like there's a little hourglassing, a little bit of narrowing to engage that full circumference of the lower back. This is gonna help the lower back stay braced, not rigid, but braced. Remember, we're not trying to rotate from the lower back. We want to lift and contain in the lower back and the abdominals. Now we're ready to actually twist. Those are in some ways key preparatory cues. But now what we wanna understand is the thing that rotates is the rib cage. Most technically it's where the rib cage connects to the thoracic and lumbar spine. It's right at the junction. It's really at the bottom of the rib cage where we get the most amount of rotation but we wanna think about the rib cage being the steering wheel. So you're not twisting from the lower back, you're lifting, 
you're gently hugging in and containing from the lower back, but then what you're actually rotating is the thoracic spine. So this is fine to just tell your students to turn their chest, to rotate their ribs, but give them the cue of the rib cage, right? So I don't even like to tell my students to quote unquote, twist the spine. In some ways that's too, uh, it's too open-ended for a student. We don't really lock into that, right? So what I like to do is hug in and lift up from the lower back, bring your awareness to the ribs or to the chest, turn. Now, when you turn everybody, one of the really nice things to do is when you give that cue of twist or turn or rotate your ribs, finish the prepositional phrase, meaning turn them what to, tell them what to turn towards. So for example, I'm gonna sit in a very basic Ardhamatsyandrasana and my right leg is forward, so I'm gonna be twisting to the right, okay? So right here, what I'm gonna to say to a student, and again, just kind of first three cues, lift the lower back, gently draw in through the waistline, right? Because that waistline kind of gives people that says it's a radial, it's a full circumference. So lift the lower back, gently hug in or corset in through the waistline, turn your ribs to the right towards the front knee. Or another cue that you can always do is, remember the, the student's mind or brain is always taking cues from the room, okay? So let's say that there's a clock on the wall that I'm turning towards, or the door, or the props, right? Or if we're on retreat, the ocean, or whatever it is. So we set up for the twist, we get lower back up, gently hug the circumference of the belly in, or hug the waistline in, and then turn your ribs, turn your chest. If you wanna sound more technical, turn your thoracic spine, because that's what turns, not the lumbar spine, to the right, towards the props, towards the door, towards the clock in the room. So anytime you kind of take a student's mind in their posture and connect it to a motion within the room, you're gonna get a more complete motion, okay? So lift lower back, contain lower belly, turn ribs. Now next thing that we wanna really think about, and I'm gonna give you another example here sitting in Marichalsana, kind of a setup for Marichalsana three. The next thing that we now wanna think about everyone is the connection of the arm to the leg, okay? So we really have, when we're twisting, we have two primary rotational levers. We have the lever of the abdominal and the spinal muscles that are helping to turn us, but we also typically have a connection of an arm to a leg or an elbow to a knee, okay? So in most twists, you're gonna see that. So I'm sitting in Sukhasana right now. So what I mean by this is my hand is gonna go to the opposite knee, right? Or if I was in something like half lotus, right? I could reach around and my hand's gonna go to the opposite foot, right? Or like I was about to show Marit Chalsana 3, you have a leading arm connecting to the opposite leg. 
Now, this is something that we want to use really mild leverage with. So I'm almost giving a conditional or I'm qualifying the degree of exertion between arm and leg, okay? So if I continue in Mariachiasana 3, and I, listen, you don't have to always give all of these cues in every twist, okay? But just kind of going from the ground up. So I'm set up in Mariachiasana 3, my left leg's forward, my right knee's bent, which means I'm gonna turn to my right. So I take the fingers behind me, I lift the lower back, lift the lower back, gently hug in through the abdominals and the waist, turn the chest to the right towards the camera. Then that left arm connects to the right knee and it, you might wrap the knee or elbow to the outside of the knee, it just depends on the pose. But the point is from here, gently press the arm and leg together. And what I mean by this, everyone, is the thing that I want you to take away from me in this is I give qualified intensity, right? So I don't want people to like manhandle that leg with the elbow. I'm always saying make that connection, use it moderately. Then the next thing, everyone, and this is such a big deal, if you start to play with this in your, in your twist, all of a sudden I can almost guarantee you something's gonna open up. So one arm is often going to the opposite leg like we just described. But the other arm in most twists is to the fingers are to the floor. And if you watch everybody, I'm gonna show this, okay? And this is so common. Again, Artemis and Dross in the same direction. If you watch a lot of time the hand that goes to the floor just goes to a random place. Okay, and a lot of times people don't walk that hand very far back into the twist. And so what limits the rotation of the twist is actually just the random position of the hand. So let's say I've gotten all the way in the setup of Ardhamatsyandrasana. I'm turning to my right. I have lower back, abdominals, chest, elbow to knee, all those things that I want. Then the fingers on the floor, everyone, I'm gonna say, look at the fingertips on the floor and walk them more deeply into the twist. That one thing, everyone, it's crazy. I'm telling you it's crazy. Because again, people will just put that hand on the ground. And if I don't take that hand very far into the twist, it's blocking my rotation, okay? But if I start to, and you can see this really easily, those of you that are watching, if I just look at that hand, and I walk the hand further into the twist, I walk it further back behind me, now the whole spine can actually rotate much more completely. So it's not like I'm aggressively like pushing and pulling and gripping to get in the pose, I'm just getting out of my own way, okay? Now the next thing everybody is, I let people, I tell people to go ahead and look over the right shoulder if you're turning to the right. This is something that we want to understand, everybody, is that actually the vast majority of our students, I think a lot of times we feel like we have to tell them what not to do with their neck. And I understand that, and I don't want to be cavalier, and you have to read the room and get to know your students, right? But maybe I'm just fortunate to have semi-sane students in the room, and I don't find my students like whipping their neck around. The neck rotates. 
And one of the problems in contemporary life is that we, we're not actually turning our head. It's, our head is always forward and down. So our neck is really stiff in one direction. So twists, look, even if I'm doing something like Baharad Vajasana or whatever the pose is, right? I want to get that hand around, right? So lift lower back, gently cinch in through the waistline. Turn your chest to the left towards the bookcase, right? Gently press the hand against the knee and look over the left shoulder. Strangely though, typically, FYI, Bahard Vajasana, the pose I've chosen to do, which is super irritating that I've chosen to do it in this situation, it's the only twist where you actually turn the head to the opposite shoulder. So technically I look over my right shoulder if I'm turning to the left, but that's beside the point. My point on this is <clears throat> I don't tell them not to turn the neck. I actually want people to turn the neck. And again, I have to read the room and see if it's super aggressive, but I think all of these things considered, most people are gonna rotate the neck like a reasonable amount. So a really quick review. Everyone, I promise you, this is not just me making it up. The lower back does not rotate it. It does not rotate. It does not rotate. It does not rotate. So if you apply rotational torque to it, you're trying to move something in a direction that doesn't move, which is at best inefficient and at worst, not actually good for the structure because you're exerting a stress at an angle that the body cannot absorb well. So you do not rotate the spine, the lower back, excuse me, you lift the lower back. You gently hug in through the circumference of the abdominals or through the waistline. The thing that actually rotates in the twist is really the thoracic spine, especially the bottom of the thoracic spine. So just tell people to turn their chest, to, to turn their ribs. If you wanna sound fancy, turn the thoracic spine. Qualify the arm to leg degree. You can use some external leverage, but don't go nuts. And then everybody, make sure, this is so simple, it's so simple, but make sure that hand that's twisting doesn't actually limit the rotation. I'll show it in another twist, right? I'm in this really simple seated twist. Right hand's going to my left knee, left hand goes behind me. Watch your students, right? When you teach, watch your students. Those fingertips are gonna go to a random place. They, I guarantee you, those fingers are not going all the way back around behind them. So have them look at that hand and walk it more deeply into the twist. And then I would encourage people to allow their neck to gently rotate at least don't discourage people from turning their head and neck unless you're teaching a class and for like whatever reason, all bets are off and people are just whipping that neck around and you have to use your own skill and discernment for that. So work with these in your practice, work with them in your teaching, be really steady with them and your students will, I think really appreciate it and certainly not telling people to twist from the lower back anymore, people's spines are going to appreciate that. Okay, as always, I'm going to do a, a, a bunch more of these podcasts really soon. And if you want to know when they're released, you can subscribe to the channel and you can also go to jasonyoga.com. 
and join the email list. All right, everyone, thanks a ton.